0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 26, verse 19 says, The disciples did as Jesus commanded them, and they prepared the Passover. So without question, the disciples now followed through with what Jesus asked them to do. Verse 20. Now when evening had come, he was reclining at the table with the 12 disciples. As they were eating, he said, Most certainly I tell you that one of you will betray me. Ah, now, that would be a shocking revelation to say the least. It certainly would have put a damper on the party. What's amazing about this is that Jesus knew all the time that Judas would betray him. Yet he showed the same love towards him as he did to the others who would ultimately die for him. Anyone who is a shepherd will know such rejection at some point in his ministry, but please note that even the great shepherd knew such pain. Verse 22. They were exceedingly sorrowful, and each began to ask him, It isn't me, is it, Lord? And he answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. Now Jesus at this point did not name the perpetrator, but simply by breaking bread with them all, he included him even then as a friend. Verse 24 says, The Son of Man goes even as it is written of him, but woe to that man through whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had not been born. Now Judas, who betrayed him, answered, It isn't me, is it, Rabbi? He said to him, You said it. Even in his friendship, even in his very love for Judas, Jesus was not absolving him of the responsibility of his actions. Judas would stand for what he had done. We must take note that while the others called Jesus Lord, it has always been noted that Judas alone called Jesus rabbi or teacher. We gather from such language that Judas never made that leap from Jesus as his teacher to Jesus, his Lord. And that issue made all the difference. Somewhere along this journey that we walk, Jesus had to move from that place of teacher to that of our Lord. If we fail to give him that position, we stand to take our place beside Judas. Scriptural evidence tells us that after Judas left, He never made it back again. He had it all and he let it slip between his fingers. He stood in the very presence of deity and yet lost his way. Verse 26 says, As they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks for it and broke it. He gave to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Again, the text says, As they were eating. We often lose this fact in the practice of modern religious ritual. Let us clearly remember the setting of this famous event. Jesus and his disciples were joined in a time of eating together, a time of fellowship between friends, between members of the family of God. Jesus, desiring that such unity and fellowship would be a timeless element of the body of Christ a piece of the bread and he broke it representing not only his physical body but the breaking of it upon the coming cross it was this broken body that was offered to be shared among the apostles as well as all of us who would follow to break bread and dip in the common dish as jesus did was significant in that to do so was symbolically joining with everyone at the table into a unity of one flesh thus each disciple not only symbolically became a part of Jesus that day, but they also became a part of each other at that table. They became the enduring element of the body of Christ. Take, eat, and this is my body. Verse 27 goes on, He took the cup and He gave thanks, and He gave it to them, saying, All of you, drink it. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the remissions of sins. So Jesus then took a cup of wine and he gave thanks. and He shared this with them also to represent the blood that he would shed on their behalf. Again, this offering was for us also. It was the purchase price for a new covenant, a new agreement or a new contract, if you will, between God and man. One that would no longer be based on animal sacrifices or personal works, but rather it would be satisfied by the complete and eternal sacrifice of Jesus Christ. This was the covenant prophesied in the Old Testament. We read about it in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34, Jeremiah 32, verses 37 through 44, Ezekiel 34. 25-31 in Ezekiel 37 26-28 Jesus was going to pay the debt for all men for all time this you see is the covenant of grace verse 29 says but I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom in a world where men seek to leave a timeless monument made out of bronze or marble jesus he left something for his memorial and that was far less tangible but far more enduring for jesus left an eternal legacy of redemption one of peace and joy that remains unparalleled today and forever as we partake in the act of communion we too share in that historical act and we remember him Jesus promises to do something that no earthly man could ever hope to achieve. He promises to one day share with his disciples and us in the legacy that he left. We will actually partake in that communion meal with him physically when he reigns upon this earth. Verse 30 says, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now, the Mount of Olives was apparently the place where Jesus and his disciples camped out, as well as the home of the Garden of Gethsemane, which was the main stage for those profound events which were to come. It was upon that site that Jesus stepped into his role as the sacrificial lamb. It was the beginning of a journey that ultimately took him to the cross. Verse 31 says, Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me tonight. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you into Galilee. Now, Jesus echoes the prophecy in Zechariah 13:7, which declares that those who followed him for those three years would run away and would deny their involvement with him. Despite the overt rejection, our Lord was not going to be deterred from his destiny. Man's decisions never determine Jesus' actions, nor does their rejection discourage him. He had a mission. He has a mission. Although all those present would either forget that he said it or fail to grasp actually what he was saying, Jesus states clearly that, After his death, he would be resurrected from the dead. And though they would reject him, he would not reject them. He said, I'll meet you in Galilee. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.